Hello everyone, welcome back in uh, our series and uh, today's chapter 15 of the book of Revelation. So Sayyidina, chapter 15 is talking about a different theme, the seven bowls. What's the meaning of the bowls, the bowls of the wrath of God? The bowls represent, the again, the wrath of God that we spoke about it last time. So in the book of Revelation, we spoke first about the seals. Seals were revelation from God about what will happen to the church. Then we spoke about the trumpet. Trumpet, trumpet or warning from God. Mm. Then we, when we speak about bulls, bulls about the judgment mm. and the discipline that actually has two purposes. One purpose is to lead people to repentance and the, another purpose is to know to execute justice here on earth. So the bulls basically are... Judgment of God. Yeah. In verse 2, they speak about standing on the sea of glass. So what, what does that represent? Actually, it's not a sea. He said, I saw something like a sea. Like a sea. And then of glass mingled with fire. Mm. So this, uh, what he saw here, represent the pleasures of the world and mingled with fire it means in, in people who are enjoying the pleasure of the world go through also a difficult time because the pleasures of the world does not satisfy or give real joy but who are standing there those who have victory over the beast mm. so beast try to tempt these people with the pleasures of the world and they overcame this. They did not allow the pleasure of the world to control them. That's why they are standing on the sea having harps of God. So they are praising God because if we can overcome the pleasures of the world or if we can overcome the beast, the devil, we cannot do it by ourselves. Right. It is through the grace of God. And actually there is a, a reminder here with the children of Israel when they came out of the land of Egypt. Mm. There was obstacle in front of them, the Red Sea, and behind them, uh, Pharaoh and all his chariots. Mm. So the sea here was obstacle, as the pleasures of the world can be an obstacle to enter into the promised land. Mm. And Satan from behind is pushing us mm. toward the pleasures of the world because he wants us to be drowned in the, pleasure, uh, in the pleasures of the world. But those who are victorious, who put their trust of God, God actually will make them overcome as in the Old Testament, he split uh, the sea, the Red Sea, mm. and made a road in the middle of the Red Sea mm. in order to reach the promised land. So in the same way, God can make a road for us, a way, he is a way, in order to walk through the pleasures of the world without being affected on it until we reach um, the promised land. That's why it's very beautiful that they were singing the song of Moses, the servant of God. It, it reminds us with, you know... When they were right after crossing the Red Sea. Exactly. And it's just a small observation. This is Revelation chapter 5. And the song of Moses is Exodus chapter 15 also. So both of them are 15. And I think the church understood the beautiful meaning of it. That's why every night in the midnight praises, 
the first rose, the first canticle that mm. we are using is uh, Exodus 15. Mm. So the church is telling us, you have the sea, you have the pleasures of the world in front of you. But sprinkled with fire, don't think it is beautiful. No, it's not. Mm. And if you do like the children of Israel who put their trust in, in God, in the salvation of God, and these victorious people, then you will be able to sing the song of Moses, the servant of God. That's a very nice meaning. Also, I noticed something uh, when it, in the end of verse 3, when it says they are singing because God's works are great and marvelous. The same thing as what uh, we uh, talked yeah. about last time, about like worshiping God because of his creation. Because, and this is pretty much what we do in the liturgy. We always praise God because of his works, because he created the world and created us. Yeah, exactly. And also, verse 4 has something similar to uh, what your grace talked about last time. Uh, Who shall not fear you and glorify your name. So, yeah, the three yeah. things, fear, yes. glorify, worship. Yeah. Worship. So right. here, yeah, it's, it's the same thing. And worship actually is also it's in the same verse. Coming yeah. and worship before you. Yeah. So they are surprised how people don't fear him, right. how people don't worship him, how people don't glorify him. Yeah. So these are three important uh, principles yeah. for Christian to live with. Very true. And then in verse 5, it says, After these things I looked, and behold, the temple of the tabernacle of the testimony in heaven was opened. So what is that a symbol of? If we go back to the Old Testament, God actually revealed to Moses image of the tabernacle of meeting. Right. And Moses built the tabernacle of meeting. Based on that. Image. Based on that. Mm -hmm. That's why St. Paul used to call it the Shem. resemblance of the heavenly. Mm. The resemblance of the heavenly. So, what is the tabernacle of meeting or testimony? The tabernacle of testimony is the place where God meets with the people. Mm. And testimony because here we witness, we are witness for God that he is with us in our midst and witness for his work, the marvelous works, and the great works that he done. And, and God actually fulfilled his promises to us. Mm. And there is the Ark of Covenant mm. inside the Holy of the Holies that has the two tablets. And on the Day of Atonement, the high priest enter and actually sprinkle blood on, on the Ark of Covenant. So, what is the link between this and the seven uh, bowls after this? So, here God revealed to us the commandments, his will for us, what we should do. And he redeemed us by his blood, the blood that sprinkled on the Ark of Covenant. So, the word will testify against us if we don't follow his commandment. Mm. You know, because in this word, there is a reward for the righteous and the punishment for the wicked. Mm. So the message here, if you abide by the word of God and you live by the word of God, then the seven bulls will not touch you. Mm. But if you break the, uh, the, the work of God mm. and we despised the blood of the covenant mm. that he made with us, then these words will testify against us. Mm. That's why these words are in the Ark of Covenant. It's the covenant right. 
right. between God and yes. us. So there is a link here between uh, seeing the tabernacle of testimony in heaven and immediately he said about the seven angels with the seven balls. Seven balls. So in, in verse 6 it says, And out of the temple came the seven angels, clothed in pure bright linen, and having their chests girded with golden bands. So the linen, what does that represent? The linen, white linen, pure uh, bright linen, represent the purity of the judgment. Mm. So these judgments are pure, pure. and righteous, mm. and just, and fair. In Psalm 50, uh, we say to God, and you will overcome when you are judged. Mm. So if anyone dared to judge God, or to say that's unfair, or, you know, God will overcome, will overcome. because mm. his judgments are righteous, pure, mm. and just. And maybe that's why the seven balls are coming out of the temple. So the yes. judgment is coming out of the temple. And uh, so how about the gold? It says that they were girded with golden bands. And then after that, it says the balls themselves were made out of gold. Yes. Gold represents heaven. So these judgments are heavenly, not earthly. Hmm. Earthly judgment can be mingled with emotions, with bias, partiality, but not the heavenly. Also, heavenly means they are final. There is no appeal for them. Mm. But uh, earthly, you can appeal, you know. So the gold represents that these judgments are heavenly, coming from the temple of God, and the pure linen represents the righteousness of the judgment that God will execute on, on the people. So two more points, Sayyidina. The temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God. We hear this not only in the book of Revelation, but also in the Old Testament when Solomon was praying in the temple and, and it was filled with uh, smoke. Smoke represents, as your reverence mentioned, the, the presence of God and, and His glory. But here it represented in a different way, that His glory and His holiness cannot take the weakness of the people anymore mm. because God is, is holy. Mm. So the, the word filled with the smoke from the glory and the power, two things, glory and power, mm. means these people did not glorify God. Mm. So now the glory will come actually to execute the judgment on, on the wicked people who did not glorify God in their life. Mm. And from his power, people took advantage from the long-suffering of God mm. and from the patience of God, not knowing that the patience of God leads them to repentance. But instead of repenting, they uh, rebelled more and continued more in their wickedness. Mm. So here, with the power of God, God revealing also, I am powerful. You know, if I am patient, or if I'm long-suffering, this is not because I am weak, mm. but I am powerful and I am, should be glorified by you. And then the last thing when he says, and no one was able to enter the temple till the seven plagues of the seven angels were completed. The meaning of this is that no intercession will be made during this time. Mm. The judgment are final. It will be done. There is no going back. So any intercession 
by angels or by saints the time the time of mercy is over mm. you know as we say in the Agbeya there is no mercy for those who were not merciful mm. or did not show mercy mm. so here uh, is a warning from God at this time mm. no intercession no pleading with God no prayer will, will help these people so just be ready because there is time in which the door of mercy will be shut as we read in the parable of the five foolish virgins and the five wise virgins. Thank you, Sayyidina. So that was uh, chapter 15, uh, the eight verses. And then uh, the beginning of the bowls themselves, like the seven bowls, will be in the next chapter, chapter 16. So we'll see you then. <laughs>